0: Lot
1: Radio. Great joy and good afternoon, my friend. The Nepalese meditation bowl is chiming, centering your mind and delight on The Art of the CEO. The radio show that brings you the most fascinating and well really the most helpful advisors in the business community from all around our terrestrial orb. I am Bart Jackson, your anonymous Bosch of Business. And So I am asking you to think back a bit, my friend. Recall that time when you towered at the top of your form. You know, the decisions were sharp. Your words came clear and clever. Your obstacles crumbled. You bowled them over with your wit and strategy and energy. You ground all out, top-quality stuff. All right. I mean like never before. You felt fabulous, right? Boy, if you could only keep those wondrous mountaintop moments alive in your workday, no telling how far you could go. Well, my friend... You are in luck. Dr. George Watts, psychologist, Global 500, sought-after business coach, author, veteran manager, CEO, entrepreneur, is saying that you have, and you do have, that summit-sustaining stamina that is going to let you live and work in a more productive and a more rarefied atmosphere. And best of all, my friend... This isn't cheerleading hoopla. George Watts is the real deal with hard but very workable tactics that you can employ, and he's going to have you drawing a lot more water from your personal well, and you're going to have a lot more fun doing it. Count on it. So whether you are uh, an entrepreneurial founder of your own insurance agency, tackling a growing list of prospects like Esther, or you're uh, not at all a financial broker, with an immense cyber expertise, looking for new challenges as you begin your sixth decade. Like Connell, pull up your chair a little closer. Join us in this feast of wisdom, all carefully cuisined to make your career thrive and your ventures flourish. <clears throat> George, uh, thanks so much for blowing in from the Windy City to breathe a little life into our spirits and abilities.
0: Bart, thanks so much. I'm a big fan of the Art of the CEO radio program, and it's a real pleasure to be on with you today.
1: I oh, thank you. I thank you. George, uh, Now help us understand here, uh, I, I'm, my own experience, three days ago, I woke up, my writing was lyrical. I did a radio show, which immodestly uh, was superb. I was really operating at my peak. And now as a psychologist and an insightful master into the mysteries of the human spirit, what was happening within me? What what sparks were expanding, uh, blowing into my experience in nature that might have caused this enviable flame?
0: Well, Bart, I I think the very wording of your question is a real clue. And Notice all the vivid descriptors that you used. You know, you said your writing, it was ly- lyrical and sparks and flame. Now, this gives me a clue as a behavioral scientist to your personality type, and I think you're a very open-minded type who loves to paint a picture with words. So you really love to imagine. So I think three days ago, my prediction is that you felt great physically, and you were right. in a place you could allow your mind to create word images. You were using your strength, your natural strength, and that is very uh, – that's very motivating. That's intrinsically motivating. So you felt
1: great physically,
0: and you were in a place where you could use your natural personality strength, and boom, magic happened.
1: Ah, I see. I- uh, so uh I, I must admit because uh you know with me like everyone, sometimes it flows like gravy out of the boat, and other times it's like pushing toothpaste back into the tube. but you talk about uh using and understanding your strengths uh how do i do I need to review that or how do i how do I find my strengths
0: <laughs> well
1: there's there's
0: Ways to find your strengths, and, and 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 two easy ways to find your strengths is this. Number one, what were you really good at? Good at as a child. What is your earliest childhood memory that you felt joyous? That you felt a sense of accomplishment. Your earliest memory. That's number one. And number two, what skill, with just a little bit of training, do you greatly enhance your ability. In other words, if I Gave Tiger Woods a golf lesson when he was six, he, he exponentially <laughs> got better because he had a natural talent, if you follow me.
1: Right, right. His proclivity was there. I right, say, right. Okay, okay, Everyone well,
0: has a natural talent. So, one way to tap into it, what is your earliest childhood memory in which you felt joyous and successful by doing a task?
1: And, and secondly, what, what training do, do you seem to glide over like glass on ice? That's, that's boy. That's uh, two very good tools. Thanks a lot. Now, uh, you, so you've given us. So I've got this bundle of self-knowledge about myself now, and uh, and then in your own uh, plan and format, you do something that I think is quite original. You you ask the salesperson or leader to manage their ego. Now I say, don't, don't I? I don't want to manage my ego. I want my 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 ego to be strong and confident. Don't I?
0: Well, you want your ego to be strong and confident, but you don't want to project unconsciously your ego. And by that, I mean we want our leaders and we want our salespeople, we want them to see reality accurately. And if your (laughs) ego is to the point where you project it and you distort the reality of the situation, then you may have confidence but you haven't appraised the situation accurately, so you misperceive ah. your confidence. And so that's the real I key, think... is is accurate thinking. And the more accurate your thinking, the more uh, – really, the healthier your, your ego is.
1: I see what you're saying. So basically, if I need to have reality touch, if I have a great confidence and uh, – Yet I have no touch with reality. I guess the only job open for me is politics. But uh, if (laughs) I really wanted to achieve something, I, I, yeah. well, all right, then you, In additionally, you talk about the mature versus the shadow side of your personality and and your emotions, and I I love this. Could could you give me an example? You were talking about me. All right, let's just suppose that uh, I'm an extrovert. And that's my nature. It's my my personality. It's what I am. Now, what are the mature aspects of that nature, and what are the the, the, the shadowy sides? And what, what ones do I want to employ? I guess.
0: Well, okay,
1: we'll we'll take the
0: personality trait of extroversion, and okay. the mature extrovert is energizing and engaging. The immature extrovert is attention seeking and arrogant. So. The mature arrogant uses their emotions positively to energize a situation, and the, but the immature extrovert uses the shadow, and that's when you project your own ego for the need for recognition. So so two people could score high on the personality trait known as extroversion, yet one person maturely displays that, that trait, and those are the ones that energize and engage, but the one whose shadow has is pronounced in their extroversion is going to have a very high need for recognition and oftentimes is immature and socially clumsy in obtaining that they can dominate conversations interrupt and that type of thing and it's all for one need the need for recognition to support their fragile ego
1: so it sounds as if what you're asking me to do asking us to do is to dig a little deeper, to look at our emotions, look at how we're portraying them, and then to dig a little deeper, uh, not just employ the ones we want, but dig deeper to see the reasons behind it. Would that be fair to say?
0: Yes, and to see the reasons behind your own behavior and how much Mm. of your behavior is really the need for power the need for recognition, the need for control. And we all have those needs to a certain extent. But the mature leader and the mature salesperson are the ones that have the self-knowledge to recognize uh, when they're projecting their own ego and to pull back. Because uh, one of our emphasis on coaching leaders and coaching salespeople is accurate thinking. Right.
1: Oh, I'm so glad to hear you say that. I, friends, it's early in the show, but I, I think at this point, uh, Dr. George Watts has just come up with a timeless truth. Uh, so this is a quill pen moment. I would like you to dip your pen into the inkwell and scribble down that you really need, uh, that you can have your own behavior and your own styles, but you need accurate thinking. You need to see the world within the actual reality and not let it be formed by uh, your own personal delusions. I thank you for, for adding that. Now, actually, George, you know, my wife keeps telling me that I don't have any mature side due to my uh, nature emotions, and that no matter where the tree falls in the forest, I'm still wrong. Is, is this, is this uh, as a behavioral Expert, do you find this to be typical of of most uh, professional husbands?
0: Yeah, I I, I think that there's, there's one thing I've learned. <laughs> it's always our fault. Yes. But I'll
1: take it. I'll take right. it one step.
0: Yeah. i to take it one step further. Even if your wife didn't hear the tree fall, but her friend did, it would still be your fault. <laughs> yeah so,
1: so, so, it's you're always your you're in fault. Trouble. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Oh my! You are you are listening for some bizarre reason. <coughs> if you've just joined us, to the Art of the CEO Radio Show, which every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time streams magically through the miasma of idea swapping cyberspace, where you may listen and download this and all our episodes by visiting theartoftheceo.com. There are many. Uh, internet streams and shows you may hear it on, but to get all our episodes, just tune in. Just visit theartoftheceo.com. dot com. Now, uh, all seriousness aside, George, uh, you are really. St- scaring me a little bit with this talk about managing my emotions, because I believe that our uh, – I'm a great fan of emotions. I believe they're the, our most powerful tool. They're the way we handle what comes at us in this world. And I'm just wondering, are you going to be like the rest of society's solicitors, like state employer religions, and tell me that I must manage my emotions so they express themselves in ways that suit what you want me to do?
0: Well, Bart, I want you to manage your ego, not your emotions. okay, and okay Your, okay. your emotions are what gives you your your human spirit and and, and emotions right. are a very beautiful thing they they give us passion, they give us motivation, they give us love, they give us commitment. And those are all wonderful attributes. And I call that the higher self and and that's what coaching that's what training we want to we want to help people bring out their highest self bring out more of who they are when they're performing at 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 their best but your 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 ego is really a projection of fear and so that 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 fear is what causes distortions we we're afraid that we won't get the outcomes we want so we get depressed and so we recognize the power of our emotions, but really it's managing, it, particularly in business and as a CEO. you right. manage your ego, not your emotions.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a very good point. And I, I'm glad that you also brought in with that handling your own true self. And I, would, would it be fair for me to, to say that, that you believe firmly that there isn't a type that there isn't seven habits that, that, that unite and bind all successful people and that you have to fall in line with them. Correct or not?
0: We all have a common genetic core of personality. And, and I think okay. behavioral science has done a marvelous job over the past generation. We've identified five core personality traits. And it makes no difference where in the world you go, each of us have these five core traits. And so in that, in that sense, we're, we're all one. We're all genetically linked. But I think, I think the beauty of, our, uh, of personality is that no two are alike. So even though we have a genetic similar base, we all mm-hmm. express those emotions and we express our personalities uniquely and differently. And our whole, and our whole uh, uh, I guess, reason for our, our company is to help people mature their strengths and become more of who they are when they're performing at their best. And so that's that's our whole philosophy in a nutshell, Bart.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I, – I'm so glad to hear you say that because we get uh, models thrown at us through business press, through various uh, leadership tomes that – try to turn it into a recipe. Now, you're a strong scientist, and I believe in science, but science is basically a recipe, and then there is art, which is your personal ability, and in between, the, when you combine those two, I think you get magic, a la Harry Houdini, who, could, who used his personal artistry to, find, art. to use the recipes for escape art. I think that, and, you're, and, and I'm so glad to hear you, you as a scientist come down on the side of, of individuality.
0: I, I complete
1: individuality,
0: and I, and I think we, we all here have, have a purpose in life, and I think that that purpose in life, once we find our, our core personality strength, when we find out what our, our, our true north is in terms of our strength, I think that allows us to understand our purpose more clearly, and it also gives us intrinsic motivation. And it gives us a lot of enjoyment because we, we we know that the happiest people are the people that are employing, leveraging, and using their natural strengths. So we know what underlies happiness. And happiness is, is the unleashing of the human spirit. It's life, liberty, and what? The pursuit of happiness. And I think our forefathers right. had it. And I think positive psychology has really answered what our forefathers thought of and say, we have a much better, more scientific way of understanding happiness now than ever before.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think you're absolutely right, and I, I, it, you hearken me back to the old Greek word arete, which is the applying of your ultimate excellence, and it was also defined as happiness, which I think is exactly what you're saying. when You can combine the, the purpose your strengths and and not be on top but to take the journey. And I think in many ways psychology and behavioral
0: science validates what what poets have said 3000 years ago. But I but I but but through that science I think we offer a clearer pathway to help people achieve that happiness. So it doesn't remain So abstract. So, so again, I think training is about uh, 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 revealing to yourself who you really are, and to use that knowledge in a spiritual way. And I think that that really underlies so much of happiness.
1: I agree, George. And I would, I'm speaking to you, my friend. Please stick with us because we are going to talk more about that very training. That George and <clears throat> all of the shoulders uh, the giants whose shoulders he stood on have brought in together, and you do want to find out the, the ways that you can get this training and uh, we will talk about top line talent and its expansion, so do stick with us because it is something that is of great value and after, and thus far after george 's enlightening diet of of really galvanizing our own true self, I believe before we get into. The, do the training specifically, I think it's time to take a brief sorbet and allow me to proffer you a few utensils for today's feast. And The first utensil, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. And since that's really the most important position you'll ever hold in your career, allow me to ask, will this be the day that you... Take a sidestep with your mind and feet into the realm of whimsy and attempt something entirely untried in your life. Or will you continue to cringe into fearful inactivity, ever anxious about how successful you may appear? The choice, my friend, is truly yours. And second utensil, I can sense your steeping, your yearning to steep your lips into a little laughter and take a scriptural recitation from the 102 Best Business Whips book. So let me pull it down. Let's look early. Oh, no, here, here's one. Here's one. This is number four. <clears throat> He knows nothing specifically and has an opinion of everything generally. That clearly points toward a board of directors seat. <laughs> what do you think, George? As, as a veteran board member, have we profiled your cor- cor- the cohorts properly?
0: Perfectly. And I really love your quips. And I, as I mentioned, I just downloaded your 101 Best Business Quips, and I'm about a third of the way through. I have to read them twice. But, you know, it, but, it, but it comes down to the board of directors. It, it's so interesting. I've worked with so many CEOs, and I was a CEO myself, uh-huh. and it's rare for a board of directors to truly offer strategic advice and strategic counsel to the CEO. Generally, the board talks in platitudes and talks in generalities, but the uh. CEO is, needs help in strategy, and the board is there to help him or her do it. And for the most part, boards do not offer strategic value to the CEO. They think they do. They, they all think that right. they do. But if you get CEOs behind closed doors, they really do not. And I think that's a real big gap. And a lot of the board of directors don't know their own strengths, so they don't really know how to add strategic value to the board. So I think it's a problem, and I think some coaching and some development of the board would, would really help the CEO be more successful.
1: There is this one thing, and I'm going to talk about it. It was, it was in the, the the book, actually, that is, is part of today's uh, ad, or uh, we'll be getting to more. It was uh, There's one CEO, he said, I like to give my board of directors five good, solid things to chew on before they arrive there. I thought that was, and I said, you know, I wonder how many CEOs really – really plan solid things for their boards. It's easy to poke fun at the boards, as you were saying, that they, uh, but is that CEO setting up their strengths? That's part of his job, right? right.
0: I think that's a
1: really great idea.
0: Whoever, the the mm-hmm. CEO told you, who told you that uh, is a good CEO, because I think that what the CEO is doing is coaching the board on how they can offer strategic value. And by uh, sending them, you know, five things to chew on, I think uh, they arrive with ideas ready to engage and ready to brainstorm. I think that's, I think that's brilliant.
1: smirked a bit over that quip. You should know that we have them literally by the books full. Just visit BartsBooks.com, pick up your copy of a 102 or 101 Best Business Quips book, and you will find your wit-steep conversations filled with barbs and baumons that your superiors may even mistake for wisdom if you're lucky. At any rate, the third utensil, we sumptuously spoon to you the answer to last week's business quotation, and that is, the name of the individual who said, Adversity makes men prosperity makes monsters. I love that. Anyway, those words were spoken by none other than the sage French author of the original uh, Mi- book La Miserable, victor hugo congratulations to all you winners and stick with us because later on in the show burning your way comes another enriching quotation and if you are among the learned souls who knows the author of that quote simply scribble that sage's name down as you believe him or her to be and email it right off to info at bartsbooks.com and if you are correct your knowledge will earn you a mind and soul igniting gift freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of bart's books bookstore Or whatever. At any rate, here we can move on. And before we return to uh, our innovative mentor, Dr. George Watts, uh, who's going to potentially unleash your, your explosive talent, allow me to introduce you to the company by whose good graces we are here today. That firm is Prometheus Publishing creator of, among many other divisions, Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides. And you may visit bartsbooks.com and really get a wide wealth of practical wisdom from some business masters. And the book that Prometheus would like you to take uh, aim at today is uh, the volume called The Art of the CEO, which is the one that started this whole Bizarre Radio Show, and it's, it's a really fine volume because what it does is it collects and distills the most masterful practices, one of which you just heard of, from business leaders from all over the globe. And there were 12 major authorities and over 60 contributors who gave their ideas to this book. and It has been praised by uh, CEO of uh, Market Media, Daryl Gunter, uh, as, quote, one of the best business leadership books I have read in my career, full of wisdom, what are you waiting for, unquote. So visit BartsBooks.com, pick up your copy, uh, because carpe Diem, my friend, you are indeed worth it. And now, with utensils in hand, uh, let's turn our executive back, ear back to the uh, carefully honed stratagems of Dr. George Watts, who holds that rare ability to lift, your peak, lift you to peak performance and keep you up there. George, correct me. If I'm wrong, but uh, you you mentioned earlier, the other half of your your cogent, useful strategy is that I want to to take these strengths and I want to make them, I want to focus on the value I'm contributing to my organization. Don't we all do that? Well, in one word, no. (laughs) ideally. Next question.
0: Next question. Next question. Keep it moving. Ideally, the core requirements and the job duties match your strength, okay? And that's in the the ideal world. And then if you have a good manager, you're going to do excellent work. There's there's absolutely no doubt about that. But if you really look at the the engagement surveys, there's about 100 million full-time employees, and 51% aren't engaged at work, and another 16% are actively disengaged. So by that I mean they resent their jobs, they they gripe, and they drag, drag down office morale as a result. So you've got about no, 67%, let's say 70% of the people are not truly engaged in their job. Now, 30% are, and those 30% right. are have, have two things in common. Number one, they're utilizing their strengths, and number two, they have a good manager. And if those two things are are present, you're going to have a, an engaged, happy employee that that does the things that that – that hopefully everybody would. But about 70% of our workforce are not engaged, Mark.
1: Mm, yeah, you're, you're right. I, I, someone said that to me, and I was shocked, and I realized, yes, he's right on. Well, yeah. uh, okay, you've given us our problems, so let's get to the solution here. You currently serve as chair for Top Line Talent, which is a very holistic, in the literal sense, a uh, course, that trains and improves uh, the lives of salespeople, uh, and So what, uh, first question, what inspired you to launch this program? And by that I mean what niche or concepts were the other sales trainings not delivering to folks? Well,
0: a a couple of things. Number one, brain science. Um, Brain science Mm -hmm. has shown to really change a behavior. You need three to four months of training about 90 minutes a week with reinforcement in between. And no training program on earth. Does that? And I used to be the sales trainer that came in for one or do, uh, one or two day sales training courses. And when I was CEO, I trained all the salespeople personally using my old course. And unfortunately, it, well, everybody loved it. Everybody thought it was fantastic. The only problem was yeah. sales didn't go up a nickel. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> yeah, other than that, it was fantastic. Um, oh yeah, so sales <laughs> simply does not work. And so we started with brain science. And we also built a course on positive psychology and strength psychology. So it's a very unique approach, and our whole our whole emphasis part is adding strategic value. The internet has made it so everybody can have information. The question is, how does the right. salesperson add strategic value so that your product or service isn't a commodity?
1: Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you're you're taking it beyond that now. I should mention uh, that this course is, uh, you take these courses online, you bootstrap yourself. Uh, It's uh, sort of in the realm of being your own business coach. Uh, That's part of your philosophy, right? Yeah,
0: our our business model, um, and and some other tech companies have asked us about this, we fuse intimacy with scalability. So we, we have a very scalable program, so we can come in and train 1,000 salespeople all in the same uh, consultative selling skills. We teach listening. We teach emotional intelligence. We teach applying your strengths to offer strategic value. And so all of that is totally online. But we also offer um, individual coaching. We do individual assessments and feedback. And we also do a lot of kickoffs, that we kick off with a live classroom training, and then the then the entire class goes through the online portion with intermittent once a month phone calls for three for uh, three months. So that's our wow. our whole model is intimacy with scalability, and that's what top line talent is.
1: Well, you also are adding commitment, personal commitment, and continuous positive feedback. I so I. I, I... I think it, it sounds like a great thing. And now I understand the top-line talent coaching courses are – you're expanding into the realm of corporate leadership. How's that going to work, and when can we be when, – when, when can I get set to sign myself up?
0: Well, we have the totally online program, Top-Line Talent, and I, uh, I'm i well-known, I guess, in Chicago for, for leadership development and coaching. We had several CEOs that want wanted to be trained – not in sales, but, but to be able to use their personality strength to offer strategic value. So for the for the so so top line talent has been out now for about a year and a half, almost two years, and so in about right. n- another 90 days we'll have top line talent coaching, and this new company has the same format: videos, online journal, and um, uh, intimacy with 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 personal one on ones. To scale up leadership uh, leadership training, so that will be will right. be ready to go in about 90 days.
1: Mhm. Mhm. Okay. Now, uh, just so for those of us who uh, would be leaders, want to be better leaders, uh, would like to really have the sales numbers do go up, uh, tell us how can they get a hold of you and get a hold of top line talent to uh, to set themselves further ahead.
0: Well, a couple of things. I think number one is our new book, Becoming a Strategic Leader, available on Amazon. It right. really lays out a very clear, simple, easy-to-use, easy-to-read model. Uh, and so if you're, if you're interested in, in exploring how you can use your personality strength to get ahead in your career, and what it is, it's mm-hmm. taking advantage of what you already have, and we help you define your strength in a way that you've, you've never really considered. And if you're still interested and you would really like to explore, give us a, uh, 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 send us an email or give us a call. You can find us at toplinetalent.com. You can uh, uh, call us or mail me email me directly, George at toplinetalent.com. We'll take good care of you and get back to you.
1: All right, excellent. I thank you so much. So the gentleman. Uh, George's uh, avenues are open. You can read Becoming a Strategic Leader. There's also the previous book, uh, "Become Your Own Business Coach. Look for those. Come go to Top Line Talent. The choice, my friend, is truly yours. Take advantage. George, thanks so much for coming on today, and I hope we can seduce you back on to some later show. But, uh, again, you've been, been great in giving us so much.
0: Well, thank you very much, and I'm going to spend the rest of the afternoon reading 101 Best Business Quips. I'm only a third of the way. (laughs) I have my afternoon planned, Bart, and I want to thank you for that.
1: Okay. Well, I thank you, and and we'll have somebody help lift you from your chair afterwards. Uh, Anyway, thanks very much. And uh, Now, as we round out today's feast, uh, I am Bart Jackson, your curator of business wisdom, leaving you with today's business quotation, that is, who said, money can't buy friends, but it can buy you a better class of enemy? <laughs> and as a hint, uh, the author of this quote was a famed Irish comedian who wrote The Goon Show and was the humorous Spike that uh, inspired Monty Python's Flying Circus. And remember, if you know the author of this quote, just write that author's name down as you believe him or her to be. Send it right off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at bartsbooks.com to win an absolutely career-igniting gift from the dungeons of Barts Books Bookstore. And be sure to tune into The Art of the CEO next week as presentation coach Stephanie Scotty finds you a better way to present yourself formally and a whole other series of ways to make yourself more convincing and listen to. About time, isn't it? As also, finally, as a parting shot in the words of my wife's husband, if you have given absolutely no thought to principles or belief, don't worry. There are dozens of institutions waiting to sell you theirs for the mere fee of the freedom of your soul. And to you, gleefully sharing today's feast, I hope you've enjoyed The Art of the CEO as much as uh, George and I have enjoyed bringing it to you in our own bizarre way. And remember that you may download this on all our shows by visiting theartoftheceo.com. And finally, to you, who have honored us with your time, may I say as always, it has been a privilege. And I thank you.